0: All right, today we would like to talk about cash flow. There's a lot of topics about cash flow and, and how you might think about it in your, in your life and what you're doing. And we want to figure out ways in which we can increase it. We want to know what, what we can do to increase it, how we can look at life based on cash flow and uh, what some steps are maybe to increase the cash flow. So let's, let's just jump right in and talk about that. Um, what's the, how is
1: cash flow important to somebody? Well, cash flow is really the foundation of everything we need. We need income to pay, like regular income, to pay for our basic necessities of life, food, clothing, shelter. We need income to provide for our families, uh, all of our needs. It's about income. So what are we doing to create income? I think, for the most part, a lot of people are um, they're gathering assets and they're accumulating But the income isn't the focus. It's accumulating a certain amount of money at a certain period down the road that has a rate of return that we have no control over, and it has inflation, and there's taxes, and we really don't know what any of those things are. And and so we're trying to build a financial plan to provide a certain pool of cash down the road, but we still don't even know how much income we can receive from that either. So what I've discovered over the last, I'm gonna say eight years, is the importance of creating multiple sources of income. And everything that I do, I want to try and figure out how to create an income from it. When I choose investments, I want to know that they're creating monthly income. And that income, more often than not, is is a dividend or it's a profit that the investment is actually sharing or paying out. So I like the idea of having income coming from different places and different sources to support all of my expense needs So, and I got more control over creating income than I do trying to accumulate a certain pool of cash, like some people say, well, you need a million dollars accumulated by the time you're 65. Well, that's a pretty difficult thing for most people to achieve. In 25 years, I'd have to say, I probably only had three clients out of 400 families that ever accumulated a million dollars in their investment portfolios, and the truth is, None of them could enjoy it. They were fearful if it went down in value. They were afraid to take it out and spend it because they couldn't replace it. They were afraid if it went down in value. Or if they took it out, they'd have to pay tax on it. So there was, there was no enjoyment to having a million dollars. So they, they're going to die and still have their million dollars sitting there, and the government's going to get half of it at the end of the day. That's really disappointing. And I think that goes totally against what, what we want to create an income in retirement for. And it's lifestyle, so we can actually use it and enjoy it. So if you've got a machine that's generating $50,000 a year income, and you want to keep that machine for the whole of your life. So it keeps generating income for you. You don't have to worry about spending your, your capital or your original investment. You've created something that generates income. And that's what you can count on and not worry about losing sleep uh, you know, overnight. Especially what's going on in the stock market now, you know, people have been watching their money over the last 10 years and they may not be making a fortune but it's been going up and up and up and now here we are and it's time to uh, for people to unload and pull the pin on their investments and watch them go down 30% and it's discouraging, absolutely discouraging to, to go through this. And at my age, I'm not willing to go through it one more time. I don't have enough cycles left in me. And I know a lot of my clients and friends are in the same boat. They're fed up. They've had enough of this. And they're not going to do it anymore. And yet, what options or choices do we have? Everybody's still out there telling you to do the same thing. They want you to dollar-cost average your money into the market. And, yeah, there'll be ups and downs. And, you know, they don't want you to sell. They want you to buy and hold. Yeah, well, how's that working for everybody? every seven years you watch your investments lose 30%, then you gotta regain 43% just to get back to where you left off. So, you know, you, you tell me how many years you think that's gonna to take to happen. We're done with it, and we don't we don't play that game anymore.
0: All right, so what are, what would
1: be some steps that we could take to increase cash flow? Well, we look at the types of investments that generate cash. We look at real estate. You can own real estate, rental properties, or you can invest in a real estate trust a lot of pension, uh, pension plans are investing in real estate trusts where the focus is on income because real estate generates income. Now, you can have residential real estate. You can have seniors' complexes uh, that are going, they're becoming more and more demand every year. There's going to be more and more of those. And you can have commercial real estate. I don't know that I'd want to be involved in that. Ask, ask somebody who invested in commercial real estate in Calgary a few years ago and how they're doing or Edmonton or anywhere in Alberta for that matter. We had our own experiences with real estate in in the late nineties, and uh, you know they can work good and they can be they can be devastating for you so you want to look at different places where you have some more control over the income, and uh, the risk is significantly less we don 't need to incur a lot of risk, and then the other thing is is to protect our investments to make sure we 've got an insurance policy to cover. Um, When one of our investments goes down, we've got a couple others that maybe aren't going to be affected the same way at the same time. Uh, The industry calls that diversification, but when you've got one going up and one going down, you still end up at net zero, so I don't see that as a solution either. You just want to make sure you've got more winners than losers.
0: Yeah, so you think about some of the the options that you have for for things that can produce cash flow for you, and that would be dividend producing investments, and that could be real estate. You know, that could be um, buying a house down the street and then Airbnb in the top and having a rental in the bottom. Mm -hmm. Um, That could be even just um, renting your car um, during the week. Um, it could mean that you buy one of those candy machines that uh, sits in a, in a hotel and uh, people put in a dollar um, or put in a quarter or whatever and they get some candy. You know, that's that's a side income. That's something that takes... You could hire somebody um, to go and refill those things for you and you could basically make a profit from s- small things like that. So anything that you can do where you could you could put some money in, and then it would start creating cash flow for you, um, is, is something that really could be really useful, and that's going to just basically free you up um, to uh, not have to work so hard because you've got this cash flow coming in that, that requires
1: little to no work. A number of um, our family have Airbnb suites uh, that generate income for us in our in our basements, and. And often we have to, we have to either clean the suites ourselves, or we have to bring somebody in to help us clean the suites, depending on whether or not we're available or busy. And so we we realized, like, well, why don't we start a business that, that all they do is uh, is clean uh, Airbnb suites for people? Because most people that have got contracts to to clean houses and do that thing they don't have the flexibility that we need to have somebody come on short notice after four days and, and clean a suite. So we thought, well, why don't we just start a business and hire a couple of people to do this and we wouldn't just get our own suites done, but we would clean other people's suites as well and make it into a little business. And you don't need to, it's not a big investment, you just need to train a couple of people on how to clean properly. And then and then you put it out there that you're available to, have, to clean suites and you start generating an income and a little sideline business, and maybe the goal is just to get your own suites paid for and make a couple hundred bucks a month. Or you could turn it into a bigger business depending on how much of an entrepreneur you are. That's just one little thing, one little idea. And so many people, they feel like they're stuck and they just have to settle for whatever income they're receiving, and for some it's not enough, but they can't see outside their their front room window to see of the thousands of other opportunities they have to go make an extra 50 bucks or 100 bucks a month Doing the simplest of things it could be washing windows. It could be um, washing walls for somebody. My own, my own house. Uh, my wife said, "We need, we need some help to get somebody to come in here and wash down the walls." Well, the average housekeeper does it could do that, I suppose, but it would be over and above their regular maintenance. But there's an idea for somebody. You just say, oh, "I'm, gonna, I'm going to go out and put myself out there so I can wash walls uh, for springtime and and make some extra money." So you really, you're the opportunities are about as uh, infinite as your mind and your your um, your imagination, and uh, so I don't, I don't see how anybody should settle for what they have when there's so many opportunities to do so many other things and make a few bucks. It really is just people just have to think for a bit, put their imagination to work, and say, well, what could I do? Yeah, it's about being creative, and that's one thing you you can you can trade your
0: time for uh, the, the extra cash flow uh, you can do the extra work yourself and, and that can bring in more income and more cash flow to you. Uh, or you can you can think that next level of being able to, well, how can I do this with completely hands off where, you know, it might take me some work at the beginning to get things all set up, hire the right people to clean clean Airbnb suites. And then, you know, that's a business that's just on its, on its own running on the side and you're just getting the profits from it. So just to think about all the different things that uh, you do in your life, things that you know, things that you understand, and ways in which you could make money from that. And really that's what it comes down to is um, uh, investing in things that you really actually know about. You know, because we have Airbnb suites, we know what it takes to clean a suite in order for it to be ready for the next guest. So for us to create a a small business that does that all of a sudden, uh, we're qualified to do that because we actually know about it. Um, You know, I would not go out there and... um, Mm -hmm say, okay, well, I'm just going to go and trade some cryptocurrency stuff because I have no idea about it. That's not what I That's not what I know about. Um, I, I don't know the ins and outs about it. I actually understand the math of how a whole bunch of cryptocurrency stuff works, but I don't understand um, the trading of it or uh, the purchasing of it for, for various reasons. So I would never do that. I would never invest, invest my money in that area because I don't know anything about it. Any final thoughts about cash flow?
1: Um, cash flow is the foundation of everything whether you're an individual trying to figure out how to, to meet your monthly expenses, or whether you own a business, it's always about cash flow and access to capital. That's the foundation of everything we do. So why is it that uh, in the financial industry, all they're trying to do is get your money from you and put it into an RSP and put it into the Canada Pension Plan and put it into this product and invest in this product? Um, they want to get control of your cash flow. So once they have your money, then they take it and reuse it and, and reinvest it and do things with it. My goal is to have my clients keep more of whatever money they currently are earning and then redirecting it to where it's best put to use for them. So I believe that the foundation of financial management and stewardship is all about cash flow, debt management, and then getting that money under control so it's working for you rather than everybody else. And right now, for most people, it's working for everybody else.